Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Sphere and then talk about it. This is page 717. Nervously at the leather straps holding his mercenary reds tight to his arms, I must go and make my introductions to Shaheen. It may be some time. Anxiety, regret. You must wait here, perhaps long. His body language told me more than his words. I cannot take you inside as you are a barbarian. I will wait, I reassured him. He nodded and went inside, glancing back at me before closing the door behind himself. I looked around, watching a few people quietly going about their business. A woman carrying a basket, a young boy leading a goat by a piece of rope. The buildings were made of the same rough stone as the landscape, blending into their surroundings. The sky was overcast, adding another shade of gray. The wind blew over everything, snapping around corners and making patterns in the grass. I thought briefly of pulling out my shade, but decided against it. The air was thinner here and cooler, but it was still summer and the sun was warm. It felt oddly peaceful here, with none of the clamor and stink of a larger town. No clatter of hooves on cobblestones, no cart vendors singing out their wares. I could imagine someone like Tempe growing up in a place like this, soaking in the quiet until he was full of it, then taking it with him when he left. With little else to look at, I turned to the nearby building. It was made from uneven pieces of stone pieced together like a jigsaw. Looking closer, I was puzzled by the lack of mortar. I tapped it with a knuckle, wondering briefly if it might be a single piece of stone carved to look like many stones fit together. Behind me, I heard a voice say in Edemic, What do you think of our wall? I turned to see an older woman with the characteristic pale gray eyes of the Adem. Her face was impassive, but her features were kind and motherly. She wore a yellow woolen cap pulled down over her ears. It was roughly knitted, and the sandy hair that stuck out from underneath was starting to go white. After all this time traveling with Tempe, it was odd to see an Adem who wasn't strapped into tight mercenary reds and wearing a sword. This woman wore a loose-fitting white shirt and linen pants. Is it fascinating, our wall? She asked, gesturing gentle amusement curiosity with one hand. What do you think of it? I think it is beautiful, I responded in a demic, careful to only make brief eye contact. Her hand tilted in an unfamiliar gesture. Beautiful. I gave the barest of shrugs. There is beauty that belongs to simple things of function. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And this is very Yoda-like. Because, of course... Not to spoil things for the next couple of pages, but this kindly grandmotherly old woman is in fact Shaheen, who Tempe has just gone inside to talk to. Yes, and what's more, she is the master martial artist, mm-hmm. uh, posing perhaps. Although, you know, she's not mischaracterizing himself herself in the way that Yoda did mm-hmm. when he uh, introduced himself to Luke initially. She is who she appears to be, uh, a, you know, a matronly grandmotherly figure who's wearing a hat given to her by her uh, i think her granddaughter by like a child Mm -hmm. who you know so like she's she's not pretending to be anybody else but she's also not presenting herself as like a a deadly martial artist well you know what here's the thing she's not even like saying i'm not shaheen right she's just not saying that she is which is pretty much what yoda does right yoda doesn't say i'm not yoda you know, he just. I mean, he, he does. He does go. I'll take you to Yoda. Yeah, I mean, he. You. Okay, you know what? Fine. I'm not. I'm not. We're not a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> no, I'm does. just saying. Like, and th- and this falls into like a trope that I think you see a lot in uh, East Asian fantasy fiction, which uh, or or Wuxia, the the sort of like noble like sword 
uh, like chivalric stories, often like a powerful martial arts master or teacher will kind of present themselves to their student in a a less grandiose guise and let the student figure out who they've yeah. really been talking to well, because often as a fool or a drunkard. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's exactly what Yoda is. Um, you know, you know, cause they want to get a sense of who is this person before I tell them who I am. I want to get a sense of who they are and why they want to learn what they want to learn. And so certainly I, totally I think that that's what Shaheen is doing. <laughs> well, I did too until I read ahead. <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't. I don't have that ability um, to read and also listen and speak at the same time. <laughs> but I, I was thinking that even though I didn't know it was Shaheen, it still felt like a test. Mm-hmm. I think it is a test. Like I, and I think that you're right, Jeremy. That Shaheen is doing this to get a read on Quoth. Like she is approaching her, approaching him, and just making some small talk. To kind of figure out what kind of guy is this? Is he, you know, like a dumb brute who has tricked Tempe into giving away our secrets, or do his waters run deeper? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why she engages him in in this kind of uh, philosophical repartee. Mm-hmm. Although I guess Quoth is the one who makes it philosophical. Well, but also she wants to know, like, what does he know? Right? What has Tempe taught mm-hmm. him? And what has he internalized, which is also kind of a test of Tempe, right? Like how well has Tempe taught this barbarian our ways? I also like, I do, I feel like we're focusing a lot on kind of the last half of the page, but it is also worth looking at the, the earlier stuff. Like we get only in a few paragraphs, a lot a kind of an interesting sense of what the Adem town is like. Cause in some ways it's like you would find in any town, there's people going about their business you know, there's livestock, there's the buildings, but there's the way that it's different is that it's much, much quieter because, of course, to the, you know, the Adem don't speak as much as uh, other cultures. And when they do speak, a lot of it is with their hands. Uh, we get like a bit of insight into, I guess, the color of the stone, because when I think when I thought about this initially, uh, I was thinking the stone would be kind of like that like warm tone but if it's a gray maybe it's more of a cool tone yeah there aren't warm grays but i feel like because he was saying that like the gray sky made it even more gray and if it's already gray enough to be made more gray then maybe it's a cool tone yeah i'm definitely something that i initially thought about i'm definitely picturing the landscape that that frodo and sam are in when they're outside, like when they're approaching the black gates in the two towers, like that kind of like just boulders and scrub and like pebbles, like, but it's all kind of like this gray, chunky rock. You're yeah. Gray, and uh, rock. it's interesting that you point this out, Jordana, that like everything is gray. You know, I, I'm not really picking up on colors. I, I think of it as being relatively like lush and green, but I know there's no reason for that. And I think it's interesting that the Adem themselves kind of take that on too. Aside from the mercenary reds, they all have pale sandy hair, pale eyes, right? They're a sort of a colorless people as well. And like their, I picture like their clothes, apart from those bright mercenary reds, like Shaheen is wearing a yellow wooden cap she, and she's wearing like kind of like a white, uh, like kind of blousy shirt. So I feel like the colors they wear are also kind of like neutral, uh 
Well, the the white, as we will learn in a couple oh, pages, yes, there's is a reason a for sign it. Of office, there's yeah. A reason so for I don't it. think we can. Yeah, we can't apply the white to everybody. The white is like a sign of office, but uh, I do think that, like, I don't know. I, I, I maybe it's wrong to think of all their clothing as drab because, like, the yellow cap certainly seems to me like. Mm-hmm. You know. But I'm definitely picturing it as like kind of like a mustard yellow, like not something super like saturated and vibrant. Mm-hmm. I also think that the landscape evokes the spinning leaf. Like if you spend all of your time here, you probably would sort of find yourself in this headspace where you're just sort of like observing and, and peaceful and quiet. Like the, the people reflect the land mm. perhaps, and they carry it with them when they when they travel, like I think there's a lot of interesting work being done where you can see the, the through line of like, this culture is this way because they settled in this land that is this way. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other reasons that the culture is this way. Like I do think that their unwillingness to speak has a root in magic and their fear and revulsion of music also has a root in magic, and I think that also has to do with the split between them and the Edamara. Hmm. Uh, one other like interesting cultural detail that I'm drawn to is that they don't appear to have horses as draft animals. There's a boy drawing a goat, but Quoth makes a point of saying no clatter of hooves, and we don't see anyone else with a horse, as far as I recall. Uh, so that's just another like interesting cultural detail like most human cultures domesticated the horse uh and you know used them as essential draft animals for almost all of human history so it's interesting but when as as i understand it horses aren't good on mountains and goats are and horses yes. also require a lot of resources to keep a lot of yes space it's much it's much uh, cheaper feed. to keep a goat <laughs> yes that's right mm-hmm. so that to me also makes sense and like adam walk everywhere right like I yeah, think that part exactly. of the part of the way like Tempe isn't just training Quoth, he's also like, this is how we move when we travel. Mm-hmm. I expect. Like I expect that that's standard practice for going long distances uh, well, for the Adam mercenaries. I mean, yes and no. I also feel like they they maybe just didn't want to spend money to hire horses, but have we ever seen Tempe ride? I don't know if we have. Not as of yet. The Adam that we bump into on the road are also on foot. Yes. Yeah. So I think you're right that they, they are not a an equestrian culture. And they have good environmental reasons for that. It's good world building, folks. It's good world building, folks. It is good world building. And this is, like I was saying on the previous page, this is one of the great joys of fantasy fiction when an author introduces you to a fantasy culture that feels really well-realized and authentic. Uh, that And it... And... And also doesn't feel too heavily based on any one specific real world culture. Uh, I think it's like, it's a real tough needle to thread. And I think Rothfuss does it really well with the Adem. The Adem feel totally convincing to me as a, as a culture. Well, I'm ready to move on. I'm looking forward to spending more time with Shaheen, a character that I had forgotten how much I like. Mm-hmm. We love a uh, a wise Yoda figure uh, who's also a badass granny. I and... can't remember if I liked Shaheen or not. Now I'm like, oh no. Are you like, what if you hate her? Well, I don't think I'll hate Shaheen, but I feel like I feel like Shaheen will be one of those characters that I would never want to meet. <laughs> well... I'm not sure why I feel that way, but that's how I feel right now. <laughs> 
listeners, you can make up your mind if you want. Well, to hang on, Shaheen. hang on. Before we before we end, I just want to say one more note about how I picture Shaheen. Um, gamers might know uh, the expansion to Far Cry Four, Far Cry New Dawn, has a NPC party member in it named Nana, uh, who is an elderly sniper, a sort of woodswoman, um, like late middle age. Uh, who you know will take you under her wing and also has no compunction against hunting people uh, and and having fun with it. Um, and uh, I picture Shaheen looking like her. And fun fact, uh, that character was written by my sister uh, and was based heavily on my mother and aunt. Uh, so oh, hell like- yeah, <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, listeners, if you are a fan of Far Cry New Dawn, uh, keep Nana with you for good vibes. And you can keep, and that's also how I picture Shaheen. It's relevant. Yes, you can keep us with you for good vibes on tomorrow's page of the win.